0: It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. Chris Schubert's floating around, but that hot air balloon is going to land here in just a minute. And we are brought to you by Bet Online, which is your number one online wagering destination. And look, football's over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land BetOnline is your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. So check them out today, BetOnline.net. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you sign up today and use our promo code Believe to get started. And it's not just basketball. They've got hockey, boxing, UFC. They've even got those Vegas casino games. So head on over because BetOnline is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Friday to you.
1: Happy Friday to you, Takes on Takes, episode 145. What we're talking about is is really up to the listeners because we've solicited the takes, the hot takes, and Chris is going to pop in and
2: provide them to us throughout the course of today's show. Hello, Christopher. Hello. Um, thank you, Joe, for calling it a hot air balloon is the way that I pop <laughs> into the screen. I, I'm just going to stay on the screen today because I've got the takes. I am the take master here on the show. Uh, Kyle made a late submission to the, to the to the show today with a bit of a tattle take that we will get to at the end. We'll do tattle takes at yeah. the end. Um, Can't wait. So I will, I will leave it up to you guys like I always do. Is there a certain direction you want me to start the takes with or do you feel comfortable uh, leaving it up to me? Because we got... Boys, there's some spicy ones in here today. Spicy. Well, send them. Send them. Bobby Scoops on Twitter says, Saquon Barkley will be playing in the AFC this year. Most noticeably, the AFC Southeast. There you go. There's some spice for you to start the day. So
1: when he says Southeast, does he give us two divisions or is he saying regionally in the country?
2: Oh, I think he means the two divisions. Yes.
1: Oh, South. So it wasn't like Southeast. All no, he, the word. It
2: said, no, was he south said AFC forward. South. And then when there, there was a dash or whatever this is, slash. And then East.
0: So he's saying okay. Dolphins, Bills, Jet, uh, Texans, or Jaguars. Probably not Jaguars, right? Yeah, they have cool. Etn. No. Yeah. yeah. Patriots. So, I think it's reasonable to think that Saquon Barkley gets moved. I don't know that I'm willing to box myself into like uh, three teams.
1: Oh, Joe, willing to take a field? Willing to take the field? Never. Well,
0: don't you that's think that's happened. a reasonable opinion to have here? Um, what about Buffalo? Yeah, I think it's in play.
1: Um, the Joe Shane and Brandon Bean—they
0: have each other's numbers, you know.
1: Yeah, the seven point two million dollar cap hit is something to be mindful of, uh, which is his fifth year option cost, which is this year. Um, I think it'd be more interesting to talk about you no. Know, What the market would be from a cost perspective? Like, what do you trade to get Saquon Barkley at this point with the way the last two seasons have gone for him?
0: I thought I saw a recent tweet and I'm not going to be able to find it in a timely fashion here, but it was about running back trades and how, like, there hasn't been a higher pick in a running back trade notwithstanding Trent Richardson for like, like the highest pick that was parted with was like a four or five. And I'm like, is Marshawn Lynch the most notable running back trade?
1: I mean, as long as we're not counting like the Dickerson trade and the Ricky Williams trade, like past history, like modern NFL
2: David Johnson for three. Right. Hopkins was I, in that deal. And, that was a weird DeAndre trade. Hopkins. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's that that you wanted no. a running back trade. It's, I gave you no. one, Joe.
0: Well, you probably offer a four, right? Is that pr- pretty reasonable for Saquon? <laughs> like that probably gets it done, right? From yeah. whose perspective.
2: And I think
1: if you're if you're a team that is looking for the cherry on top to your running back room and you have the cap space to absorb $7.2 million, like he's a better player from a talent perspective than anybody you're going to get in the fourth round. Correct. So it's at least worth having the conversation, but it's like, how many eggs are you going to put in that basket? And how much are you comfortable risking losing that salary this year? If he gets hurt again,
0: it's a tough question. I wouldn't trade for him, but I could see that probably,
1: probably not unless you have a, a vast surplus of, of
2: cap space at your disposal. Joe bear. Uh, uh, says Arthur Smith is going to be a transitional coach at best for Atlanta. The cap situation, the roster, and the QB situation are going to be too much to overcome, and he's gone in twenty twenty four. I have some issues with this take, but I'll let you guys go.
0: Feels he made his choice, at quarterback. Yeah, dude. Like I thought, that team overachieved this year.
1: What they finish? Six and eleven, seven and ten.
0: Right, but, I mean, they just didn't have the pieces on offense or defense to to run those systems. And they were, like, in it reasonably late in the season. I thought they overachieved, and I I think it's fair to recognize that the road ahead's kind of challenging, but I feel like their division's wide open, and the conference feels like it's really open. I, I think they can... I think they can get there. I don't know that this is a – you're just going to stumble for another season or two and get fired. I think there's a reasonable chance they can make some noise here.
1: They've got some strong building blocks. Um, I do think it's worth noting they gave up the second most point total – second highest point total in franchise history, 259 points, which was two points away from tying 1996, a year in which they went 3-13, and 13. so – Four hundred fifty-nine points allowed, second worst in franchise history. Won ten games. I kind of uh, I agree with you. And they made their choice with what to do at quarterback. They had the fourth pick last year. They could have picked a quarterback and
2: avoided that. Chris, I, I just the thing that I was going to say before moving on is none of these factors didn't exist when Arthur Smith took the job. So if from the Falcons' perspective, they were viewing Arthur Smith as a transitional coach. Like none of that stuff is because of Arthur Smith right? Like the, the the cap situation, the roster, the QB situation, those were all pre-existing things that they were dealing with when they interviewed and hired Arthur Smith. He didn't come in. Now, if you want to say he made the decision to stick with Matt Ryan, I think that would be more of a collaborative franchise decision. But all that other stuff was already there. So to say that he's going to be a transitional coach, I think is unfair considering the situation was that before he got there. I have a combo take for you because two people put takes about Drake London that I'm going to combine and let you guys discuss this first one from Cameron who sent in a lot of takes. I thought this one was good. Cause he, he, he went after Joe contrary to what Joe said on Monday's podcast, Drake London. And I don't know what Joe said on Monday's podcast, just to make it clear, Drake London is actually a good creator after the catch. Per PFF, London finished tied for sixth among all FBS wide receivers in missed tackles forced and did so in only eight games. So that's the take from Cameron. And then we have a take from an account called Two Scoops of Gray Matter. Not going to get into that here on the show. Drake London projects as the best deep threat in the draft with a healthy Jameson Williams as a close second. So two takes, obviously being pro-Drake London here uh, at the top of the wide receiver group.
0: I feel like I reserve the right to change my mind whenever I do my final evaluation of Drake London. But I don't, i find it hard to believe that there's a better vertical threat in this class than a healthy Jamison Williams.
1: No. Jamison Williams is number one for vertical. (laughs) And we did that. We did that one and we saw all we needed to see on that one. That's it. And that's not going to take anything away from any other number of vertical pass catchers. You're not better than Jameson Williams.
0: Sounds like we'll have to have a, a deep dive conversation on Drake London whenever we do his cross check.
1: Yeah. Do you want to defend your honor? As far as eventually, you know, yeah. I mean, I might backwards. love him.
0: I might love Drake London. I I think I'll be lukewarm yeah. on him, but we'll see.
1: He's he's a he's a tough player from a body type perspective too, right? He's six five two ten. Yeah. It's like you think a of, of the other six five guys yeah. 225, 230, 235s. He's long and lean. And you know, I haven't done the. He's he's on deck for me this weekend to do the cross check on, but I will say this the teams that they played uh, San Jose State, Stanford, Washington State, Oregon State, Colorado, Utah, Notre Dame, Arizona. Those were the opponents that Drake London played this year. So if you're bullying the DBs on the vast majority of those teams on the schedule, aside of Utah and Notre Dame, um, there may be some context clues in there, but I do not know if that's the case because I have not done the cross check that's coming this weekend. So just kind of brainstorming ahead of that conversation because he's going to be a tough player.
0: What's more important than peace of mind, nothing And that's what NordVPN is here for to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to make sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. And with NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at just under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash or use the code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take
2: multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, And aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, gentlemen. We've got more takes here for you. This one from Chris Huckle. Take. Taking running back Hassan Haskins in the fourth round is better value than taking Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller in the second round?
1: I like this song. Go ahead, man. I like this game tape a lot. And obviously he, he was in a running back share at Michigan this past year with Blake Corum. Uh, so he wasn't shouldered with the entire workload, where I do think that is when Anaya Smith shared the workload at Texas A&M, uh, with Isaiah Spiller, but Kenneth Walker was kind of the guy there in that backfield. So depends on if you want a guy that you know can unquestionably take that massive workload, or if you are going to project a guy to take a bigger role than what he had in college. Uh, but you know that's always a fun game, and I like Hassan Haskins. I think he's a really physical runner. Uh, but he's probably a four-six guy. So as long as that doesn't scare you away, and you're looking for a Damian Harris tight back, like, okay, like I think that's perfectly reasonable flag to plant in the ground.
2: Joe, anything before I start this next take? Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. I just nope. wanted to make sure nope. I didn't jump or be there.
0: Uh, this Joe said Weekend Kyle huddle. did two of those
2: three guys. Go ahead and take the take. <laughs> exactly. Uh, weekly huddle. If the NFL valued the slot corner role properly, Jalen Petrie would be a first round pick. I I like this take a lot.
0: I like the first part of it. I was really dialed in on if the NFL valued the slot corner role correctly. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like where this is headed. And then I'm like, oh, man, I haven't seen enough Jalen Petrie to say that. But I will say this. um, You can maybe apply that to Daxton Hill. And I I tweeted out this morning. He's going to be a top 20 player on my board. And, and I don't think twice about that. And I do think that there is something to be said for, I mean, a lot of teams are base nickel. If you're a base nickel team and you're, your slot corner's on the field 75, 80, 85% of the time, then, yeah, that's a starter for you and it should be treated that way. And it's a premium spot, man. Like, it's a matchup league. Your slot corner matters. Um, so I would love to see the NFL value them more. I just haven't seen enough Jalen Petre for me to say, yeah, this guy is a first-round talent. I like him at the Senior Bowl, though.
1: He had a great week at the Senior Bowl, and um, I thought he addressed his biggest question well in Mobile, which was, how do you do in coverage, and how how are you able to play man-on-man? Well, you wouldn't have guessed it was a problem when you watched him in Mobile. Yeah. So um, I think he's, he's definitely warranting that top 50 consideration, and depending on if you like his physicality and, and size – you want to measure it up to Daxton Hill and, you know, what what kind of ceiling do you want for as far as a guy if you play two safeties and he's – you know, Daxton's probably more the high post guy and Jalen's probably more of a low-in-the-box type player. You know, what's that pathway for maximizing the number of snaps that that guy gets? But uh, th- those guys are both top 50 picks, and you know, I agree that there is a valuation problem with a couple of spots. Uh, tight ends, slot corners – Three down linebackers,
2: just to name a few. So I will tell you, that we had two off-the-wall takes that I just want to get your guys' – I want to administratively get your guys' thoughts on. I do not have them listed here um, on my big master list, so I'm trying to pull them up here in real time. But there was somebody who said, uh, as from Vin, who said, more Marvel discussion makes the show better. I need more of Joe talking about Captain Planet hashtag takes on takes. So that one has been filed in there administratively yes. uh, and then there was somebody uh it was from ben who said my take is we need a draft dude to do math shirt so those two takes i wanted to just file in here officially on the show just so um, that they're just so that they're there
0: it's amazing how much math we get done on this podcast This every take, damn day
2: this take from Robert, the Jaguars are better off signing a free agent left tackle, Teron Armstead or Orlando Brand Jr., if available, and drafting Hutchinson first overall, then drafting Evan Neal first and signing, drafting a different edge rusher.
0: Wow. Um, I, I, I like the idea of a veteran. It left tackle, right, where you, you, there's no guesswork. You you kind of feel like you know what you're going to get out of that player. So that makes a lot of sense to me, and I, I'm really high on Aiden Hutchinson. I, I, it's almost like a coin flip for me because I like Evan Neal. I like Aiden Hutchinson. I like the idea of a, of a veteran left tackle. I mean, I, I think they're somewhat in a win-win here with this. I don't feel definitively strong about it, either direction other than there is something to be said for the veteran at left tackle.
1: Yeah. You know what you don't do? You don't overpay and give Teron Armstead $22 million a year, right?
0: Because of because the injuries. You have the luxury, your... no,
1: well, the injuries, and then also that price point, when you know you're going to have your choice of two really good offenses. So if you can sign Teron Armstead and the market dictates he's going to get 19, let's have a conversation. But if you're going to, overpay or if you're, you're going to have to reset the tackle market for Teron Armstead, who's going to be 30 and has durability issues over the course of the last couple of years. Would you rather do that? Or would you rather be smarter about your free agent dollars and then just know at the end of the day, you have the number one overall pick. You're going to have your choice of tackle. I think it's an opportunity cost thing from letting good biz good investment decisions in free agency dictate what direction you then go in the draft. I don't think it's one player versus another player. I think it's dollars and cents being spent in different places. But Toronto well, Armstead is probably going to get $20, $21 million a year.
0: I would expect that. But you're I, I don't know that there's going to be a... What's the pass rusher you're going to sign? Is it Chandler Jones? He, he's probably not going to Jacksonville.
1: Why, you realize, why would they go after... The, the free agent pass rush group is pretty deep this year. But, I mean, we also have Josh Allen. You know, I, I know Caleb on chase on has not been good, but you're hoping you can probably get a little bit of development out of him. Dewan Smoot's been a perfectly fine third pass rusher for you. Like, do we need to break the bank for a $20 million a year pass rusher?
0: They need to find something. But that's the point. It's like, okay, can you get Aiden Hutchinson, who might eventually be a $30 million a year player, and you get him for five seasons at way less than that?
1: Yeah, but the same thing can be said for Teron Armstead at left tackle.
0: Correct. Correct. And maybe the the point being that the edge rushers that you could sign are better than the tackles. And so pick the yeah, tackle and sign let... the edge rusher.
1: So let's go down the path, okay? So you got Von Miller's a free agent, okay?
0: Not going to Jacksonville. Chandler
1: Jones is a free agent. Right. Dante Fowler's a free agent. Jason Pierre-Paul's a free agent. Jerry Hughes is a free agent. Jadavion Clowney, Emmanuel Ogba, Melvin Ingram, Solomon Thomas. You mentioned um, Harold Landry who's not yep. listed super high on this list because he was a second round pick uh, when he came out. But like you do the numbers game, like how many of those guys are going to get 18 million plus when you consider what teams do and don't have to spend in free agency.
0: So I think we came back to you, you draft a left tackle and sign a, an edge. If you feel like you need to get both. Yeah. Spots.
1: You sign an edge for 15, $16 million a year. You maybe you sign Edge Six, who's going to be a good player in this year's Edge free agent group, and then you draft the tackle versus who's tackle six?
0: Yeah, you That's don't want that guy. At. Whoever that is, you don't want him. <laughs> okay, I'm in.
2: We got a couple more here for you. This one from Raul. Due to medicals, LSU corner Derek Stingley will fall out of the first round.
0: Oh no! What 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 don't what don't we know?
2: I don't know. He sends the take. I give it to you guys. You can be out on the take because you don't have enough information, but I present you the take the way it was presented to me. That is my role. I am unaware.
0: Master. I'm completely unaware of any medical <clears throat> excuse me, condition that would prevent Derek Stingley from being a first-round pick.
2: Correct. No, for questions do, you're Do on. we want to do your tattle take here now, Kyle, that you sent me this morning? Do you want to Yes. Do you want to present it? We have it? to blast do you, this. Do team. you want me to present it? No, you can do it. Okay. So Kyle sends me this morning a, a tattle take. And the original tweet is from around the NFL, and it was Dolphins wide receiver coach Wes Welker. Jalen Waddell is kind of Tyreek Hillish with the ball in his hands. That's not the tattle take, but I'm just giving you the context for the tattle take. <laughs> Alex responded to said take and said, he's a possession receiver from what I've seen. Great for PPR. So you know what, Kyle? We're going to do something we've never done before in the history of the show. I'm going to get out of the way here, and I'm going to put you on the big screen.
1: Stop reading the box score. Watch the tape. Do a little research. Google his name in 40 time. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. But don't just pull up Yahoo Fantasy Football and see he had 105 receptions this year and call this dude a possession receiver. Don't do that. Trust me. I know. Not a possession receiver. Thank you. That's perfect. But that there's, Jalen Waddle Sweet Panini, Panini
0: thing is a possession of yours.
1: It is a possession of mine. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Uh,
0: real quick, that's follow just fantasy up. football right there, right? That's all that is.
1: Yes, yeah. This is a this is a, he's some some sh- schlep with uh, I, there were about six different things I was going to call him first J- jabroni, mo sh-
0: jabroni, <laughs> schlep, lots of, just a guy, just some schmo, guy, some person,
1: some bing bong out there. I think Smuck was like going like to come in there, too. <laughs> some poor guy just minding his own business, a casual football fan. But he played against Waddle in the, the, the divisional round of the, the fantasy playoffs and, and lost because Waddle put up good points. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a possession guy. He caught a bunch of balls against me. Um, I did have the, – the last thing I have is the follow-up for offensive tackle. OT6? Yes. Go ahead. So we're going to include Orlando Brown Jr. in here right now, right? Uh, but then you have Cam Robinson, Teron Armstead, Dwayne Brown, Trent Brown – and then after that here are the names that are available to you Nate Solder 34 years old uh, Eric Fisher Riley Reef Chris Hubbard Brandon Shell Jermaine Fetti Morgan Moses Sam Tevy Cornelius Lucas Jason Peters who's 40 Dennis Kelly <laughs> Uh, Brandon Parker, Bobby Hart, Jerron Christian, Joe Noteboom, who is a, a very much an interesting player in my mind because uh, he hasn't had a chance to really play, and he's been behind Whitworth. Uh, Chooks Okorafor, Tyrell Crosby, Will Richardson, who was in Jacksonville previously, and those those are like your highlight names. I don't know if I mentioned Mike Remmers or not, if that moves the needle for you.
0: Mm. Yeah, pick Evan Neal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pick Evan Neal. Okay, that's going to do it for Takes on Takes, episode 145. Really appreciate Chris for coming down and rubbing elbows with us, literally being in the middle. Uh, We want to thank our friends at Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast. We want to thank all of you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Make it a good weekend. We'll talk with you guys again next week from Indianapolis for the 2022 NFL Combine.